Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all. The glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. Six on a rainy day here in Los Angeles. We are taping this a few days early because I have to leave for New York City and head to Rochester, which I pronounce, I guess I've been pronouncing wrong. I've been saying Rochester and people saying it's Rochester, Rochester, not Rockchester, Rochester. So I'll be in Rochester. And um, so we have to tape this on a Monday, the day after the Golden Globes, which I watched last night, the Golden Globes, where I... Uh, uh, movies this year were okay. I have to say I've seen most of them. I found them to be okay. I wasn't completely blown away by anything. And now when I say this, I know everyone says the Bohemian Rhapsody was very good and Stars Born is very good. And they were very good. I agree. They were very good. But were they great? In 15 years, you got to look back and go, man, did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? I mean, is it Goodfellas? Is it The Godfather? Is it any of those that we look back on as classics? It's a very good movie. Anyway, it wound up winning best. Uh, I mean, Golden Globes cuts it into two different categories. It's like a comedy and a drama. So I think that the Bohemian Rhapsody won for best, um, you know, drama, movie, whatever. And and Green Book won for best comedy. I, had not, I have not seen Green Book yet, but I did see Bohemian Rhapsody. And Bohemian Rhapsody is excellent. My problem with Bohemian Rhapsody is that it gets a little corny at times. Um, but otherwise, the guy, Rami Malek, is fantastic in it. And, uh, and the music's great. I mean, how can you miss with seeing, like, recreated Queen concerts on, you know, it, it, that was cool. And he was good. And, yeah, it was definitely a watchable movie. And Star is Born, same thing. Star is Born's a great movie. But it kind of got snubbed last night. And I don't think they won anything, unless I'm mistaken. They certainly didn't win any of the big ones. They didn't win... Bradley Cooper didn't win for actor or director, didn't win for movie. Lady Gaga lost to Glenn Close, who won for a movie called The Wife, which I saw, and she was very good in it. Honestly, I think he should have given it to Lady Gaga because um, she, uh, you know, Lady Gaga, I like Lady Gaga, but she seems like she's about, uh, always a, about a, a second away from a complete nervous breakdown. She doesn't seem like she can hand, she always looks like she's trembling um, or, or on the verge of like a, comp like really crying a, a lot, like a, like a full cry breakdown every time I see her. And I don't know, I know she's had some, uh, some rough things happen in her life, but I, 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 I don't know what's going on. I think she might be a little bit crazy and that's nothing probably is. I mean, it's not easy to be that huge when you're whatever she was when she first came out, when she had all the stuff hanging from her face and stuff, when the, back in the days of the meat dress, which I, I witnessed. I witnessed the meat dress. I was a writer uh, on the MTV um, Movie Awards. Uh, no, it was a movie, no, it was Video Music Awards that year. Uh, Chelsea Handler was hosting, and I was a writer with Chelsea, and uh, and she showed up in the meat dress that year and I got to witness it firsthand. And I got to witness a lot firsthand that, that week we were there at the downtown here in Los Angeles Staples center. We kind of shot it at. And, uh, and I got to see a lot of craziness that week. That was the week of, um, Kanye West came back. It was after he had to uh, taken the award from, Taylor Swift a year before. So everybody was tuned in to see if they were going, you know, if they were going to, what the deal was going to be between the two of them. And 
this is now I'm going back a ways. Kanye has gone on to do some much more crazy things than that. <laughs> so it, that seems, you know, it, it seems, uh, you know, lame in comparison to some of the things he's been doing lately. And the same with Taylor Swift. She seems to have gotten beyond. God, do you remember when they were so normal? Right. But do you remember? <laughs> but, but like Taylor Swift back then was like a young, like kind of a little girl who everyone would felt bad for that he got up there and took her award and, and it was mean to her. But now she seems, you know, she's adult and she can handle her shit. And she's, her songs are a little more, hey, fuck you for leaving me and stuff like that. So, uh, but at that time, she had no sense of humor about it at all. And we were kind of going to, we were going to make jokes about it. We thought, why not? I mean, it wasn't that big a deal. He he took the award out of her hand. It's not like he it was so. But her, they would not. We were not allowed to mention it. She was. We were not allowed to speak to her. Her family would not let us do any type of joke about it at all. Wow. Uh, and but the other guy, um, Kanye West, was actually very nice. He's like he was came into our dressing room and shook our hands and said you could talk about anything you want. That's the year he came out. I don't know if you remember. He did that great song with the piano. Uh, give a toast for the assholes. Oh, uh, toast for the douchebag. For the yeah, what was that? Yeah, it was like I, I don't know that album, but that was a cool tune. And he came out and did that at the end. And and anyway, that was the Mitras. I'm sorry, I went off the. That was the Mitras year, and we got to see the Mitras up front. That's when Jersey Shore was like a big deal. So the Jersey Shore people, we had them like do a sketch with us in the hot tub, uh, in the beginning, and. I, I never talked to people who were so, like, just didn't get anything. You know, they they were so shocked that they had been catapulted to stardom so quickly. And this is like the first thing they had done where they were a big deal and everybody was kind of, they were like a, the, the stars of the show. And so, like, Eminem was there and Rihanna was there and they were all kind of looking at the Jersey Shore people and they were just, like, almost, you know, mentally challenged. That one kid... Mike Sorrentino, the situation, he's like mentally challenged. Mm -hmm. And talking to him and trying to explain to him the joke of the hot tub, whatever, maybe it was good, maybe it was a bad joke, I don't even know, but he did not get get what we were trying to do at all. He didn't get like humor and why this was funny. And and none of them did, like Snooki didn't and and Jay Wow and I don't even know who the other ones were. But they, it was a lot to explain to them humor. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> Interesting times. Back to Lady Gaga. But does, doesn't she always seem like she's on the edge of, uh, well, she does. I think she sings a song called I'm on the edge of a broken heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be on the edge of a breakdown because last night they had her sat up front, which I believe they do in the Golden Globes when they think this person's going to win big that night, which everybody did. I think everyone thought Stars Born was going to sweep everything. So it's easier for Bradley Cooper and 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 Lady Gaga to walk right up the steps instead of having to walk like some people had to walk. I mean, the one guy made the joke that they were sat in the kitchen, and it almost seemed like that. Like they, there was one guy. I think he won for that uh, that black and white uh, Mexican movie uh, that's on Netflix, and he took fifteen minutes to get to the stage, and it, it, it's ridiculous because. It, it, you we're watching this as he's shaking hands with everybody on the way up and all this bullshit. Anyway, so they had Lady Gaga sat right up front. And it's also probably good that you could see Lady Gaga constantly. Everyone has to walk past her and she's a big star. So you want her up front. Um, but she was constantly crying about everybody winning Glenn Close. Glenn Close made a very nice speech. I think everyone thought Lady Gaga was going to win and she probably should have. Lady Gaga's excellent in Star is Born. It's, you know, I mean, I've seen A Star is Born four different times with the, you know, Chris Christopherson, Barbara Streisand, Judy Garland. And it was even one before the Judy Garland one. I forget who was in it. It was like, you know, the, one of the first movies ever made. But so I've seen A Star is Born. I got it. I, I know what it's about, but it's a it's very good. It's excellent. He's good. She's good. Everybody's good in it. Bradley Cooper plays a, a fantastic drunk. He always looks drunk to me anyway. So him playing a drunk is good because he's one of those guys who has like bloodshot eyes always because I think his eyes are very blue. As a guy with very blue eyes, they could be sensitive more so than regular people's eyes. So we always seem like we're drunk. It's not, we're not, we're just, our eyes are just fucking bloodshot because they're sensitive. And uh, Bradley Cooper suffers from that. Um, that thing that I also suck from. Anyway, uh, where was I? Back to more Golden Globe stuff. The dresses, I don't know much about it. 
everyone said Julia Roberts looked good. She was wearing pants, and she had something like a like a train stuffed into the pants. So it was almost like a pants and dress together. I don't know if I loved it. I don't. I don't really. You know, I'm not all that fashiony, uh, but I don't know if it was great. It was like a half shirt. But it's Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts can get away with anything. Let Julia Roberts do what Julia Roberts does. She's looks. She still looks amazing, and she's great. And I love Julia Roberts. And at one point, they had her kissing. They caught her on camera kissing Danny Motor at the table they were sitting at. And I will, you know, Us Magazine will have you believe that they are getting divorced every other week, and they've been together now for quite some time. It's been 20, 20 years, I think. So, uh, you know, they're still showing some signs of uh, they still got some 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 left in the tank to old people getting getting it on, and that's good for them. I'm glad to see that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she was nominated for anything. She was just there because she's Julia Roberts. I don't, I don't, did she even give out an award? I don't think she did. Maybe she was nominated for that show. She's got an Amazon or something. But that's knows? why she didn't go with a dress. She's like, I'm gonna take it easy tonight. Yeah, a lot of stage. people. Uh, there was a there was a guy, Billy Porter, an actor who's on. I actually saw him in a, in a Broadway show called Kinky Boots, uh, but he was in a show called Glam, I think, or something. And, and he wore a cape last night, and he and that was, I mean, that was a good look. This guy said, "Fuck it, I'm a gay dude, and I'm going. I'm wearing a cape. I'm wearing a cape. Like what a color purple. was it? It was it was. I believe the outside of it was like a tan, like almost like a mauve. I believe mm. was the color, but on the inside it was purple Ooh, like a purple royalty. velvet oh Ooh. shit and he was moving that thing around on the red carpet like a fucking matador i mean mauve and plum Ugh. i'm all for Wonderful. like all those different colors like the kid um what's his name the kid who won for the versace uh movie who i think he was also in uh his darren chris i think his name is he had like a jacket on with all sorts of flowers on it and stuff i'm all for that because it used to be the years where every guy was just in the same exact, you know, black tuxedo, black suit, white shirt. That's it. Tie. It was a tuxedo, and everybody looks the same. But now the guys go to a little more crazy jackets and crazy whatever. And I think it looks good. It looks good on you know Darren Chris, a handsome guy. I thought he was gay, but he introduced his wife last night after he won, and so that's always shocking to me. It's always fun. Uh, it, I I find out in, in each and every award show I watch, uh, I'm always shocked by that somebody's English that I didn't know was English. Uh, and they get up and start making a speech, and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know they were uh, English. And I'm and somebody is always either outed as straight or gay to me because I thought Darren Chris was gay, maybe because he plays gay, and I, that's stupid of me to think that he plays gay and is gay, but he's not. I, I mean, guess. Jake Jake Gyllenhaal played gay, and he's totally gay. So <laughs> is he gay? No, I'm just I mean. <laughs> no. <laughs> he played gay and he is gay. No, I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal's gay. No, I he? made that he's, up. He's straight. I don't know, but maybe he is gay. Who cares? Anyway, uh, so Darren Chris had a crazy jacket on and looked good, and some other people did, and every. But then uh, the Bradley Cooper guy had a full-on white tuxedo on, and the only reason why it didn't look good is because it looked very Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and I think they were actually doing Kentucky Fried Chicken commercials throughout the show. So you, it would literally cut from Bradley Cooper in that to who's ever playing Colonel Sanders right now. I believe they've given up on having people play Colonel Sanders. I was actually just going to ask who it was. I, I, it's, it's nobody anymore. I think it's just back to like a regular guy. I don't think it's a celebrity anymore. I think the last person who did it creeped everyone out. They had Reba McIntyre doing it. Reba did? She did. I want to They had Reba McIntyre dressed up as, as Colonel Sanders like a, as a man and it was creepy. Not that any of them weren't creepy. They were Even Norm MacDonald and whoever else was doing it was kind of creepy, but at, at, at towards the end, it was Reba McIntyre, and I think everyone's like, I, I won't go to Kentucky for a chicken if you're going to show me Reba McIntyre dressed as a fucking man, so I will not. She looks like the Wendy's yeah, girl I, trying I, to I, get away. Yeah, I think they were like losing business on that one. Not anything against Reba McIntyre, but she didn't look good as Colonel Sanders. Anyway. Did you ever see that uh, college skit uh, where John Goodman played Colonel Sanders? I have. Oh, it's like on on college. It's humor like or college humor, funny or die or one yeah. of those. He does an excellent. I think I, I have seen it. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was a fun ride when they had everybody. Like it was a different comedian, mm -hmm. and then it started to become. I think Rob Lowe did it for a minute, and that's weird. It was always fun to just figure out who was doing it. But now they've re reintroduced. I don't know if you've seen Kentucky Fried Chicken has reintroduced the big shitty bowls of food. So now they don't need a celebrity endorser anymore because they brought back. They got quality. They yes, they brought back the mashed potato. Corn. <laughs> 
corn. <laughs> that's back. It's the, back. The gravy mashed potato. I think it's called the fuck it bowl. <laughs> just like, pop, just fuck it. Popcorn chicken. It's, everything's on gravy. top of it. Yeah. And it, it's, but uh, like we were watching it and like, how bad is that for you? I'm like, is it worse than anything else? Like, it's, no. were, everything's shitty for you. At least there's protein and carbs in it, right? So did you like the Golden Globes? Uh, you probably didn't watch. You I didn't, didn't watch. see them. No. Um, uh, but this goes out to people who are listening who contact me. And like I said, you can contact me on the Facebook page that we have, uh, cover to cover Facebook page and the uh, and and Instagram. Every, get to me on Instagram. Write me on Instagram, and I'll answer everybody on Instagram. Um, and I'll do videos for you. People are asking me to do videos, like they do on Patreon, which I, not Patreon. What's the thing? Cameo. I'm Cameo. Uh. Cameo is the thing that people are asking me to get on, where you pay me ten dollars, twenty dollars, whatever, and I will make a private message for you. Say it's your birthday, and I'll go, "Hey, Susie, happy birthday!" Now. I'm sure this is exciting if you're um, somebody like a big time star and you send to your husband or, or wife, uh, be like Tommy Lee from Molly Crew saying happy birthday. That's probably exciting. Getting it from me, I think it would be very disappointing. Like I think if you sent your husband or wife, hey, honey, look what I got you. A message from Chris Frangiola. I think they'd be like, who? I don't. That's not. So what I'll do is I'm, I, I'll circumvent Cameo. They actually, the guy from Cameo, the owner of Cameo, emails me all the time, and he and he's a very nice guy, and he always asks me to join. He says, "Please join Cameo," and I don't think anybody would pay any money to get me to to do a um, video. But then on the Juicy Scoop website, you guys went and said, "Would you pay to get Chris Frangiola to do a video?" And 120 people said yes, they would. I don't believe any of you. You're all lying. There's not one of you who would spend 10 bucks. So what I'll do is if you want me to make you a video of anything, I'll, except for like, don't make me say racist shit unless, unless you pay me a good price. If you pay me the right amount of money, I will say racist shit. If it's shit. viral worthy. Yes, yes. But, uh, but don't make me say anything that, you know, because I know some people got in trouble on Cameo because they were they, like these um, white supremacist groups were hiring people and they were, they have like a code words they use that these people didn't know. They'll, these assholes will just cash the $50 check. Yeah. I forget who got busted on it. It was Brett Favre, the quarterback oh. and some other people. No, he knew. Yes. He and, knew. They, they were, and they were just like, they were just like uh, reading what they had, the script they had were given. And it was, it was they, I guess there was some white supremacist buzzwords words in there and they got in trouble for it. So don't do any of that to me. But if you write me on Instagram and ask me to make you a video, I will make you a video on Instagram. That's the only way I'm going to do it. And then you could show it to people on Instagram. I'm not, don't tell me to turn the camera sideways and download some other app to make a fan video. But for the price of, here's it now, here's where $4, $4, you have to send it to my Venmo. It's an easy way to send it. You send me $4 to my Venmo or, and somebody actually did this. I was half kidding, but when I got it, it was actually wonderful. You need to send me a $5 Subway gift card. Okay, that's a Subway gift card, $5. You could make it 10, you could make it 20, but the least you could do is five. And someone sent it to my home address, which is 6533 Rubio <laughs> Avenue, Van Nuys, <laughs> California, 91406. How bad do you need Subway I money? Don't, I don't, I don't, but I think it's fucking funny. <laughs> I want to get something out of this deal. Like, I'm not charging any money for this podcast. I'm not on those, the, the extra thing, the extra uh, thing that people get money for and give you more, you know. Patreon. Or, Patreon. Yeah. I'm not on that. Mm. I'm not asking you people for a dime. If you need me to make you a video for whatever, your dog's birthday, your husband's birthday, your birthday, your you need a, a, cheer, a cheering up in the morning, send me four bucks and I will make you a 30 second to a minute long video on Instagram saying that, exactly that. Back to the golden. What Now, what if they come to see you at a show? Mm-hmm. If they come see you live, you got a discount on that $4 Listen, rate? Listen, if people come see me live, anybody who's seen me live can attest to this. I... I'm the friendliest, nicest guy in the world because why not? I'm in a city. I don't know anybody. Hanging out with the people in the city to me is actually fun. Otherwise, I go back to my hotel and do nothing or sit in a bar by myself, which sometimes is fine. But when people come up to me after a show and say, let's go here, let's go there or go here, go there. Uh, they've never steered me wrong. They always show me a good time and, and, a, and a good spot. So yeah, I'm all about taking pictures after shows and I don't charge a penny for that either. All free. Come and take pictures, hang out, but make sure the picture's good. I know some of you don't know how to use a camera and not only you guys know how to, like the people know how to use a camera, but they give it to their husband 
or somebody else has no clue how to use a camera and it's a terrible picture and then they go and post it online and tag me and I have to look at a horrible picture of myself. So we have to make sure the picture is good. And I will ask, I will say, make, I will need to look at that before that's posted to the public. As a matter of fact, Jennifer Smith, who runs the, uh, Facebook, the Facebook page for this, uh, cover to cover podcast put, uh, she wrote, hey, if anyone's seen Chris Frangiola, post your pictures of where you've seen him. And people did. And there's about 50 pictures on there. Some of them are good. I went through a little bit of a fat phase um, last summer. And, you know, like if I put on 10 pounds, I look like I, I've gone, I've given up on life. And I wore a purple sweater, V-neck sweater with no shirt underneath, no T-shirt underneath. It was in Irvine, California. It was with the Juicy Scoop live with Heather and myself. And it was a bad choice. I look at the pictures now and I realized that was a bad choice. I thought it was a good look until I saw it in pictures. You could see my nipples through the shirt, which is not bad. And for women, that's a good look. For a man, seeing his nipple, seeing nipples through the shirt, when a little. it's not. And especially it was a purple. It was like a... Yeah, uh, if it's a soft shirt, it was, hard yeah, nipples. It was a lavender. It was a lavender um, uh, V-neck sh uh, sweater. And you saw my nipple. And I, so I apologize for that one. Uh, well, not a good, not a good idea. Otherwise, everybody posted very nice pictures, and and we'll do it again in Rochester, New York, and in all the other places I'm going this year, which is a ton. So please come out. And I want to let's get back to let, enough talking about Golden standard. Globes. Back to Golden Globes. Um, it was boring, I think, because I blame everybody. And now I don't know if anybody's really offended. We all keep saying, oh, jokes are dead. You can't say anything anymore. True. That may be true. But it's not – what Kevin Hart said, and I know Kevin Hart recently went back on Ellen and they had like an hour-long interview on Ellen. And Ellen basically said, you should host the Oscars again. And now there's this whole new campaign of the Oscars maybe taking him back. They're like, if he apologizes for saying what he said in the tweets that he said, we'll take him back. He really has not apologized yet. He keeps saying, I addressed this, and that's all I'm doing. Addressed it? What the hell does that mean? You just mentioned it? Like, that doesn't... You didn't apologize for it. I'm not saying you have to apologize for it, but if, you, if you're not going to apologize for it, then you don't host the Oscars. And I don't really know why the guy wants to host the Oscars that bad. He's, fuck, he's the biggest star in the world. The Oscars will get you nothing. You're only going to get shit on. Even if you do a great fucking job, it's going to be shitty because people are already angry at you for the old tweets and whatever else. So there's no upside to Kevin Hart hosting the Oscars. Let somebody else do it. Let... The guy, I'm, and I'm not kidding here, let the dude from, I know he's never been in movies, maybe he has, but let RuPaul from RuPaul's Drag Race host the Oscars. And I'm not kidding. I think the guy's professional. I think he's good. I think he'd be very funny. And it's a gay thing. Like the Oscars are for gay people to watch and enjoy. Like if a straight people watch the Oscars, they watch it because they like the movies that are, but for the most part, it's a gay Super Bowl. The antics, the clothing, all of yeah, it is yeah. fun. And I'm not—that's I'm not saying Super that in a bad, <laughs> but it is like I'm not yeah. saying that in a bad way. I'm like it's. Fun. I love the. I love award shows. I I used to as a kid like really love them. I don't know. It was it was a cause of concern for my parents when I was like really excited about the Oscars, but. Um, I used to love it. I used to watch it and be into it. Now I, I watch them and it's 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 kind of corny. They are so corny watching people really get bent out of shape about a movie. Like Glenn Close, who's been in the business a very long time and done some great work over the years. At, you have to figure at this point she can keep her shit together. When, when She's won hundreds of awards. She's been nominated. She's been to many She's been celebrated her whole life. She got up there last night. And I know it's probably an emotional time for people because they think about their mother or their parents or, you know, th it's been a long road for a lot of these people. But she breaks down and made a very good speech, but she had like a full on, you know, kind of crying fit on stage. And I'm, like, and I'm almost like, oh, really? Still, Glenn Close? You're still feeling this way about award shows? Like this just means nothing to Glenn Close. You've had your career. You You don't need to apologize to anyone. You've done it. You've, you're probably not going to get better than fatal attraction and all the other great shit you've done over the years. So at this point, 
Just relax. You got this. If you're 21 and win the Oscar, I can understand maybe losing your shit because you're new to this game. Yeah, peaking early. Right. But if you're 50, 60, 70, and you win an Oscar um, or a Glo Golden Globe, just try and keep your shit together and just make a nice speech. And, and now I feel bad because Glenn Close did make a nice speech, but she was getting emotional. And I don't know why people get emotional about it. You've been, you know, you're nominated. You've been nominated for six months. They, these nominations came out, whatever, not six months, but a couple of months ago. You've had plenty of time to think about, hey, you know, there's a fat, there's a chance I might win this thing. You're in the top five. There's only five people nominated. There's a, there's a, you could be one of them. So you have now two months to go. To wrap your head. This around. could be, right, exactly, wrap it. <laughs> like, the, I, I might, like when these people get up, like, I, I, know, I know idea, I know idea. You know who should be fucking shocked if they win an Oscar or a Golden Globe? My father. He's, <laughs> my, if they if they ever picked, open the envelope, go, and the winner is Gene Frangiola. And my father got up there completely baffled. It's because he's never been in a movie. He doesn't even know where the Golden Globes are. He he couldn't even get to the venue. He he has never seen a movie, and so if they say he's the winner, I, I he'd be shocked. And I understand that he'd get up there and go, I, I, I don't know who these people are. Would he cry? No, never. <laughs> he would ask. Uh, he would ask where the bathroom is, and then he would ask uh, if there's uh, proper parking uh, on. Uh, uh, he needs his validated ticket. Did people validate the tickets, please? And then he would leave. Um, so that if if my father ever wins, he has the uh, the he has uh, my permission to be shocked because he's not in the show business. He's not in show business. He's probably sitting even further back, like behind the kitchen this time. It's oh, going to take man. him twenty minutes to get up there. And so the, let's go back to what I was saying about about people being offended. So the opening monologue is Andy Samberg and uh, and Sandra O. Oh, the the uh, both were fine. I, I I mean, I like Sandra Oh. I've liked her in things. And I think Andy Samberg's very funny. They couldn't do anything. They, they were completely handcuffed to making fun of anybody or making fun of anything. And which is almost, it's kind of fun, the Oscars, when, they're, when it is like Ricky Gervais just ripping on just everything. Ripping on people. But so they went up there and basically did, we're going we're gonna to roast people now. This is their opening monologue. But roast them in a positive way. Like, hey, Spike Lee, what's your deal? You make great movies and we can't wait to see them all. That's one. Then they pick another person. And this went on about four people too long. We're like, oh, no, we okay, we understand the bit. You're going to do positive roasting. We got the bit. Three more people that are still going. Okay, we got it. We got the bit. Then they were doing... Things like they were doing uh, what, what we call in the comedy business, like a uh, like a left turn. So they were saying next person to give out an award was in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Maybe you've seen him uh, courtside at a Laker game. So you think here comes Jack Nicholson and it's not Jack Nicholson. It's whoever. Yeah. And you're like, well, oh, I, oh, is that what we're doing? Mm. We're, we're goofing on, we're pretending this is other somebody else, but it's not. They did that about three times too many. Then the new thing that everyone has to do because of um, Ellen a couple of years ago doing the pizza bit at the Oscars when she had somebody deliver a pizza, which was a good bit. Uh, now they have to bring a bunch of people out to give the audience something. They decided we're going to give flu shots. I, I'm sure they weren't real flu shots, but they were like, everybody now gets a flu shot. So out come a bunch of actors and you're dressed like doctors and they are trying to give Willem Dafoe a flu shot and... Now, what you realize when also when you watch the um, Golden Globes or any of these is how humorless many of these um, actors are and actresses are. They don't get jokes at all. Like, I feel so bad for the people who host these shows because they always pan to Alan Arkin in the audience who's just completely stone-faced. Either he can't hear or he doesn't get jokes or he doesn't give a shit about jokes, or he doesn't give a shit about Andy Samberg, but he's stone-faced. They've got a couple of the directors they show are stone-faced. Uh, now they're out there trying to give them flu shots, and now they're including them in the bit, which I hate. When, like a lot of Broadway shows are doing that now. I go to a lot of Broadway, and they, maybe they stopped a little this year, but there was a couple of years where Broadway was going to include the audience in the bit. We're all... Cats, I believe, was the one who started it. The cats would crawl into the audience, and now they're crawling on top of you, and you got, you know, some actor who's had the same cat suit on for, you know, the last nine months. Uh, now his balls are in your face because you got a really good seat to cats. 
And so every show was doing this. I would see hair a couple of years ago on Broadway and they come into the audience. And now you got to get up and dance. Like, no, 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 no. I paid my $170 for this seat. So you, you entertain me. I don't want to be in hair. You do it. And that, but so now um, they're doing a lot of it at the, at the award shows where you got to be a part of the bit. So now Willem Dafoe is going to get a, a flu shot. But Willem Dafoe don't want to be a part was of this. Was he nominated for anything? Yeah, well, uh, he was. He was uh, nominated for something. But he's right up front. And now Willem Dafoe is in the flu shot bit. Some kid who got, you know, got a day's work uh, playing a doctor is going to administer a flu shot to Willem Dafoe. And Willem Dafoe's got to pretend like this is fun and he's not into it. And now they, so they cut quickly away from Willem Dafoe and show, show a few other people. Nobody's in, nobody's into this bit. It's not working. And, and that happens in comedy bits fucking fall flat. And this one fell flat. Move on. But you don't have to bring down Willem Dafoe. He didn't ask to be in this shit. And so that was one that fell flat, as did most of the jokes, I think. All in all, you know, this morning I'm reading the best part of the Golden Globes was the woman on the red carpet before the show began who I guess there's a woman who stands behind everyone with water. She's got like Evian water on a tray. And so if anybody chooses to grab water on their way up the red carpet, if they're thirsty, they can take it off this woman's tray. She's basically like a model hired for the day. She decides to make faces behind everybody on the red carpet. Um, she's making faces. So she's basically, what do they call it? Photobombing photo everybody bomb. down the red carpet and becomes kind of famous for it. Twitter's blowing up. This woman's photobombing. Look at her funny photobombs. And now she's all over the paper. So they, the next, this morning, they're like, the best part of the uh, Golden Globes was the woman photobombing. Like, it's got to be a pretty it's fucking be boring a bad show. Year. Yeah. <laughs> if the best thing you could find was this girl photobombing people, uh, the Evian girl, photobombing people on the way up. So all, all in all, then I went and turned on the after show. E, I went to E Entertainment Television, my old boss for many, many years. So I do have a soft spot in my heart because E paid my rent for about 11 years. And uh, I had a very good time over at E. E was good to me. I don't know what goes on over at E Entertainment Television anymore. I don't really turn it on. So I turned it on last night after to see the wrap up, people going to the parties and things like that. I didn't see any of it because it was Busy Phillips. Busy Phillips was doing an after show with Whitney Cummings and a couple of other comedians, Rhea Butcher, poor Rhea Butcher, couldn't get a word in edgewise. And she's a very good comedian, but she was just, she's not one of those ones who screams and yells. And so she's just sitting there going, what the fuck did I get myself into? I don't know. Busy Phillips. I don't know anything about her. I know some people love her because she says outrageous things about her kids and how they, you know, poop their pants or whatever. These are the things that people find funny on Instagram. So because of her Instagram success, I guess she has gotten a show now on E! called Busy Tonight. She was doing the wrap-up show of the Oscars with her and Whitney and two other gay, you know, loud gay guys. But basically TV has become, I don't know if you've noticed, TV has become six people on screen at all times. It's got to be six people screaming, whether it be politically screaming on, on news, MSNBC yeah. or CNN or Fox News, they're screaming. And then you go to the entertainment channels, the the E's and all those, and it's just gay guys and, and, and women screaming about fashion. But everyone's screaming over each other and we we did it a little bit on Chelsea lately I admit admittedly we screamed over each other too but I think I think it was more entertaining just because I was a part of it uh, anyway it was a lot of gay guys screaming about um, dresses and things like that and who was good and who was bad and Busy Phillips is annoying as shit some of the things she was saying, <laughs> I, I, I know you guys love her, but she's annoying as shit. I don't know who she is. I know she was in Dawson's Creek, I think, or some shit. But um, I, I found her to be annoying. I found that show to be annoying. And I know it's supposed to be like shit's just annoying these days. Everyone's screaming about um, the, the Oscars or the Golden Globes is annoying. She was a little bit annoying. Some of the stuff she was saying was funny. I'll grant you. But they had like people laughing off camera at everything she said. And I know they're on the payroll, so they got to laugh really loud at, at everything she's saying. So they're like fucking going insane laughing at this. And it's just, I mean, I was, I was going to shoot the television. 
But then, then I'm thinking to myself, am I just an old curmudgeon? Like, am I just a fucking, I'm going to, sh- like, this is probably entertaining for some people. I, maybe I, I shouldn't be mad at Busy Phillips because she, maybe she's good at this. Because we did it one year. One year, I don't want to mention any names, but they asked us to do the wrap-up show for the Oscars. I think it was me, Brad Wallach, Sarah Colonna, and Heather McDonald. They asked us to do the wrap-up show and kind of talk about the fashions. And this is when Chelsea Lee was at its hottest. So they figured, oh, people will be in love with these four doing fashion commentary. <laughs> but we all got real drunk throughout the Oscars while watching it. And then they cut to us in some hotel across the street from where they shoot the Oscars uh, three hours later, and we couldn't even function. Brad had taken some pills earlier that day because he had a back issue and then he drank on top of those pills and it looked he looked like uh he looked like you know like Heath Ledger toward the end I mean it looked like he was he wasn't gonna make it that night he was so fucking like slurring his words and out of it and it was a bad situation uh and we ruined it we they basically said never again will we have those guys do it because they're they can't handle themselves and we we couldn't we were bad so um and I hope somebody could find it. If you people out there could find this somewhere, I don't think you can, but if you do, it's painful. And you guys did it on E? On E, live nice. uh, across the hall from where the Oscars were uh, in a hotel room. I think Jason Kennedy was with us, who was such a nice guy. And the poor guy had to sit and put up with us as we were screaming and yelling and making no sense and on pills and drunk and everything else. <laughs> That was the uh, that was the Golden Globes. So that that's it. And he, uh, on the Golden Globes, I, you know, congratulations to Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, Green Book, Green Book, which is another movie. Every year we have a movie comes out about a a white guy being nice to a black person in the forties and fifties, and that always gets Oscar buzz or award buzz anytime we do a movie about a white guy. Because in the 40s and 50s, yeah, in the 40s and 50s, we were just horribly shitty to not only black people, everybody. White people were just shitty to everybody. But there, I'm sure there are stories about one person being nice and driving somebody to a gig and they make a movie about it and we all celebrate it because, hey, there was a time, I know we've been shitty to a lot of people, but there was a time where we were nice to one flute player in the South. <laughs> and that so give us an award for it because Vigo Mortensen, it was really good in the, <laughs> the green book, which I believe Sebastian Maniscalco, comedian, is in that movie. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, so that's that. What else did I want to talk about? Uh, I, I, as I'm coming here, I read about this girl. Now, here's a story that now when I say I'm going to do cover to cover, we really want to do cover to cover. I know everybody writes me on these things and says, you need to do more Juicy Scoop topics. And I'm like, well, you have Juicy Scoop for that. Why am I? Why do I need to do Juicy Scoop topics when you have Juicy Scoop? Why do you need the same fucking thing twice in a row? It's just, just listen to both. We, we might. So there was this girl who, I, I, now let me look up her name um, because this is this is going to uh, well. First of all, th- now this is going to show you how I know this is the year. Even during the Golden Globes, it was like women were standing up still and going, you know, fuck men, fuck men, fuck men, fuck men. Which you know would have been entertaining in the Golden Globes if th- somebody, somebody like as a prank, took Harvey Weinstein across the street from where they shoot the Golden Globes. Which I don't know where it is. I think they do it at the Kodak Theater or whatever on Hollywood Boulevard. Take Harvey Weinstein over to Hooters, which is right across the street. Didn't you do your comedy show yeah. out of that place? Okay. Yeah. You get him fucking hammered. You tell Harvey, you drink drink five pitchers of Bud Light. It's on us. Spin him around a couple of times and say, you now go into the Golden Globes and just start fucking walk in there and tell these motherfuckers, go, listen, remember me? Remember you kissing my ass two years ago? I was the greatest fucking guy in Hollywood. Remember Pulp Fiction? Remember- He's the new Kanye West. Yeah, like, uh, like that would be entertaining. Like some guy who does pranks, like, uh, you know, uh, S- S- Sasha Baron Cohen, like <laughs> have him as your date. For the for the for the uh, Golden Globes, doing bring, one of his uh, this is a America characters. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Bring Harvey Weinstein as your date to the Golden Globes, drunk, and have him get up on stage and start screaming about how to, how dare you? You got to be brave to go on a drunken date with Harvey Weinstein. You know what? <laughs> but you know, I, I I'm not a prank guy, but I think I would do it just to have him get up there and say. You know, you fuckers were kissing my ass two years ago. 
Meryl Streep, not saying anything Harvey Weinstein did was wrong. I'm glad Harvey Weinstein's gone. But mm-hmm. two years ago, Meryl Streep called him God in a speech. And so let's uh, let's all fucking relax yeah. about that. You know, so I want him to get up there and go nuts, Harvey Weinstein. Where was I? If you want that, though, I hear it's like $7 on Cameo. He'll say whatever you want oh, now. really? No, well, I'm, I'm, I'll, I made that. I'll do it for four, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Not on Cameo, on Instagram. Um, anyway, there's two stories that were uh, came out in the last week about men still being horribly shitty. There's a woman who has been in a coma for 10 years in Phoenix, Arizona. She's been in a coma for 10 years. Last week, she gave birth to a baby. She gave, she's been in a coma for 10 years and still in a coma. She had a child. So that means that now the police are investigating in Phoenix. That means somebody, while this poor woman was in a coma, whether it be somebody who worked in that hospital or somebody who visits her or somebody, fuck this woman in a coma and impregnated her. And now she has a child in a coma. That's how fucked up men are. This poor woman. This poor woman figures probably, I don't know what is going on in her head in her coma, but the one thing she's probably like, hey, you know what? I'm at peace. I'm at peace in life. Nobody's fucking with me. I'm warm under these blankets. I'm sitting here for 10 years. Who knows what goes on in people's heads during a coma? But she's probably thinking, at least nobody's fucking me over. And then some fucking male nurse hops on top of her while the poor woman is in a coma and and bucks her and and now she's being it's being investigated because she just gave birth to a baby while she was in a coma first of all i didn't even know that was possible imagine waking up from that coma now well i mean she's been in it for 10 years i don't even know if she can wake up from the coma at this point but i mean that's just crazy yeah then, thank God, I just read the story. It just happened now, like breaking news, that they let this woman off who now was, had, oh, here it is. Uh, Tennessee governor commutes this Brown, uh, Centoya Brown's life sentence. Okay, this is a woman, okay. Centoya yeah. Brown. Yeah. Maybe you've heard the story. She was 16 years old. She's had a horrible life. Her mother, she's, her mother was fetal, fetal alcohol syndrome which the mother drank heavily during the pregnancy with this girl. So she's already, you know, got, got that against her. Now all these fucking perverts, I guess they, they can tell, you know, they, they could sniff out people who are in need of, you know, just comforting or whatever. So these, these sex traffickers and all that shit find this girl at 16 and they sex traffic her. She's got a pimp. Like a, like a full-on pimp. Like, I didn't even know pimps existed anymore. I thought they went out with that one guy who was in, uh, like, that bad pimp who was in um, Crocodile Dundee. Remember Crocodile Dundee would do, like, uh, back in the 80s, pimps were, you know, basically characters in all bad 80s movies. But they were, like, fun, lovable pimps, you know, with big hat, br- wide-brim hats on. Weird and pur- suits. Purple suits. And they would be, like, you know, almost like fun pimps. But pimps in real life, I guess, this guy's name was Cutthroat, her pimp. Uh, which is bad. Which is like, a, yeah, that's a bad name for a pimp because that tells you right up front, <laughs> this is my MO. Like, yeah. you fuck with me, I cut your throat. Cut with a K, by the way. Not Ooh. anytime I go, sometimes when I'm on the road, I need a haircut. And a lot of the haircut places, they will say, they will spell haircut with a K. And I'm like, oh, that's not, they don't cut my cut, no, right? They don't cut. Anytime <laughs> it's cr- like crazy cuts with a K, like a K crazy and cuts is K with a K, that means they don't, I'm, I'm asking. Yeah, no, that, that's to, not for white guy hair, right? To, to my knowledge, I like, okay. I mean, they'll know how to work with it, but that's but not, they don't, that's not, not their bread and butter. Right, it's know? not their bread and butter. Like yeah. if they if they spell cuts with a with a K or a Z at the end, like yeah. K, or they do it both, then I really, this guy's name is, is uh, is cutthroat with a K. He's the pimp. Okay, they take this poor girl, 16 years old. Cutthroat is her pimp. He's sending around this world. This one fucking dude, it's like 40, 43 years old. His name's Johnny Allen in 2004. He basically buys this poor 16-year-old girl for as a sex slave. He buys her. So this fucking girl eventually, who's had a horrible life, had a fetal alcohol mother, been fucking pushed around by, you know, cu- by, by cutthroat. Cutthroat. And thank you. Thank you, Alex. Uh, so we're not laughing. We're not laughing at this situation. We're laughing at Cutthroat. And the fact that Alex had to remind me that his name was Cutthroat. Uh, now that is shitty enough. So this girl finally one day says, you know what? Fuck this. This dude's sleeping. The guy who's 43 year old guy who's been raping her at, at 16. And she fucking blows his brains out while he's sleeping, steals his wallet and leaves the house. They, they, put her in jail for life. Life in prison, this poor girl gets at 16 years old. Mm-hmm. They try her as an adult, which they probably shouldn't have, 
And and she and probably doesn't have the mental or emotional nothing. capability of a seven-year-old. Seven, exactly. Yeah. She's been trying to adult, and now she's in jail for life because they said it was premeditated. Well, of course it was fucking yeah. premeditated. Yeah, it was sixteen years. So in she's the wrong, she's yeah. now thirty years old. She's been in jail for fifteen or sixteen years, pretty much her, her entire adult life. Jesus. And she's they have just um, pardoned her sentence. I believe uh, they commuted her sentence, which I don't know what that her life sentence. So that I I think that means she's now able to get out. A lot of people, a lot of celebrities have, have jumped on her side, Amy Schumer and Rihanna and Kim Kardashian have all been fighting to get her released. So today uh, they have commuted her sentence, whatever. The, I think that means, I don't know if people are legal people. Does that mean she's able to get out? I believe commuted is where they kind of like, they, yes. they just say you served it all. Pardon is where someone steps in and says you don't have to serve oh, it. Okay. Commute, I think, is where they say, all right. But does she still have to stay in jail? I believe she gets out. Okay, well, that's fantastic. If she gets out, thank God. That is great. Finally, some good news in the world that this poor girl who's been through fucking hell in her life doesn't have to serve in, in jail anymore. Anymore. I hope she gets out and goes on to have a good, happy life, and she starts listening to the Cover the Cover podcast because I hope Amy and Schumer and Kim Kardashian and everyone can pony up a little bit because I'm. They, sure. I think they will. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I mean, I think they're good people. I know Amy a little bit, and uh, you know, hopefully they can because it sucks that this girl had to go through that. And I know there's many people who probably are in situations like that. So at least one of them has gotten her comeuppance and was able to, uh, you know, kill this fucking guy who. who did that to her. Anyway, I think it's a fantastic story, and I'm I'm happy that she's out or m maybe out. I don't so know. So did we? Is Cutthroat in jail now? I don't Do know what know? Cutthroat situation is. It doesn't really give you much uh, about Cutthroat other than you know I don't know if he's going to cut my hair anytime soon. I don't no. know anything about Cutthroat other than he might be a barber too. Actually, he probably could <laughs> be because I I think pimping is kind of now with um the internet. I think pimping has kind of gone out like gone the way of like coal mining and some other jobs. I think it's more difficult because you can simply just go online to find mm -hmm. on Craigslist to find hookers. You yeah. don't need a pimp anymore. Um, so anyway, there's that. Uh, she's out. And I think that's great. I think that's great. And I hope that the poor woman who's had the baby in a coma uh, comes out of that coma and goes on to raise this child and keeps this kid away from cutthroat. I hope this kid now is going to fall into the hands of cutthroat because that's going to be a kid who's vulnerable to uh, to child you know, sex yeah, trafficking. Yeah, it's going to be a... There's a lot of posters. I mean, that's such a, that's an interest, like who raises that, who, you know. Like oh, I mean, that probably just goes through the foster system or something. Yeah, you know? that's not, that's not the best way to start either, yeah. though. But I guess when you're a newborn that's in foster, it's better, but... Anyway, I hope everyone's off to a good uh, 2019 so far. This was this was an okay episode. Uh, yeah. I wasn't 100% focused. I'd like to be more focused, but I was a little Golden Globed. I, I felt like the Golden Globes were... I'll talk about the R. Kelly thing. I know people have been asking me to talk about the R. Kelly uh, documentary on, I think it's on Lifetime or A&E, uh, called Surviving R. Kelly. It's a bad situation. Another that's guy... What, that's what they call listening to the full trapped in the closet, right? Well, surviving R. Kelly. <laughs> Any, Anytime there's a TV show made about you and the word surviving comes before your name, it's Might probably as well not be a good situation. <laughs> yeah, like if, you're never going to see surviving Tom Hanks. You know, I, I think surviving R. Kelly is a bad situation. Mm. I haven't even watched. I saw some clips and it's just people talking about what an, I mean, how is this guy still? First of all, I don't even know how is he still relevant. Like I don't he's had like a few hits a long, long time long ago. Long time ago. I know. I don't I don't. That's why I was always kind of shocked by Michael Jackson many years ago. I remember when Michael Jackson, like Michael Jackson, when I know Michael Jackson was beat it and in the eighties with off the wall and thriller when it was unbelievable, he was unbelievable. But then years later, he had kind of like had stopped kind of having big hits and all these, you know, parents were like letting the kids stay over his house, young kids, five, six years old. Like, what five, six year old gives a shit about Michael Jackson? He hasn't had a hit in 20 years. Like, I feel, that's so strange to me that they're even into Michael Jackson. I, I think they're more into cotton candy and theme well, uh, parks. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. But that's why he had it, I yeah. guess. So anyway, I feel that same way about, so I'm, I, I do a little research on R. Kelly and I see a video pops up where he's doing a concert somewhere. And I guess people are still going to these, his concerts. It seems like uh, like overweight black women in the front row, like going fucking crazy for this R. Kelly. And he comes out and he's like gyrating in front of their faces. And he's tell and they have a one girl's got a towel. You should see this video. If you find this video, put it on on the Facebook page. 
he's got a towel and the woman is commanding him what to do. She's like, uh, he's commanding the women like, wipe my brow. And then the woman wipes his brow. <laughs> and then he goes, wipe my wrist. And a woman wipes his wrist. And there's oh, like a lot of hands of reaching up and grabbing his, his balls and, and his everything. And he's just telling him to wipe my, and then he goes, wipe my tongue. And he sticks out his tongue and the woman starts wiping his tongue, like the actual, like fucking, like the bed of his tongue with a, with a towel. (laughs) And these women are freaking the fuck out over R. Kelly, who hasn't had a hit. The only hit I really know is I believe I could fly an ignition. A pop and fresh out the kitchen. Mama, her guy rolling. Rolling, rolling that body. Got, got every, every man, man in here wishing. But that was 20 years ago. So on Coke and Rum. So then I look up another song that he re- released about a year ago. 18 minutes where he just talks about his life to a beat. Huh. Like basically just saying, today I Trash. went to 7-Eleven. And I and then I was touched by my uncle when I was a child. That's why I am who I am. This goes on for eighteen minutes. Mm-hmm. He just talks about his whole life. Um, so that's what R. Kelly's up to. And I haven't watched Surviving R. Kelly yet, but uh, I know I know the story. I know that he's you know been shitty to women uh, and picked up girls in Chicago and peed on them and stuff like that. So so I'll let you know if you just Google R. Kelly towel, the first result. Oh, you've seen the video? I, ju- well, I just okay. did it just now. Uh, it took less than a second to okay. get a so two minute clip. Watch this. Watch the women wiping well, him down. It's there. The, the it is R. Kelly lets fan wipe his balls live yeah. on stage. And it's just literally that's she's wiping his balls. She wipes that's everything. That's crazy. Yeah. she wipes, And that's another thing that goes back to what I was saying earlier about having me be a part of the That's show. Right. If I'm in just in the audience, I don't, and you're the performer, <laughs> don't ask me to wipe your balls. Like I, I came here to just watch you perform. I don't need now to wipe your tongue and your balls. I think if you're at the front row of an R. Kelly concert, you're only there to wipe some balls. If there's though. ever a time where I wound up in the front row of an R. Kelly concert, <laughs> I've fucked up. Compl- I probably went and got my hair cut at Cuts with a K and a Z. And, K and, K and, Z. I, and then I won at that place as I was praying. I said, thank you very much. They said, I want to go see R. Kelly tonight. And they gave me two tickets. And then I wound up in an R. Kelly concert. That's the only way that would happen. You slide cutthroat a fiver for the. I love you lineup. all. Thank you, Alex. I'm sorry you didn't get to talk much no, today because we just Golden Globed it and you don't, you don't really a, watch. I got to start following pop culture now. You don't. You don't. But just a little bit of it. You know, I mean, you know what? The big story mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the, the you know, the, um, the, did you see any movies this year? Yeah. I saw, well, so we talked about on the first episode of Star is Born. I think I saw it like three days after yeah. that. I'm going to say Sam Elliott, mustache of the year. I don't know if he won it, All but right. he should have. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sam Elliott's always had a good Beautiful mustache. Beautiful mustache. Yeah, he does. Have a good, anyway, that's... That's Alex doing his joke. See, that's why we got to taper Alex down because he's got bits that he's in his back pocket. He's been dying to do that mustache joke for three fucking weeks now. Yeah, it's- <laughs> and, and we teed it up for him and he fucking released it. He's like, Dad, here comes my mustache like joke. For your consideration, yeah. this mustache. <laughs> there it is. So I'm glad you got that out. You feel better? I feel that's great. Good, now. good, good. good. <laughs> Alex is a good man. Uh, that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening to this one. Let's uh, let's go out there and have some fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We basically just wrapped up the Golden Globes and uh, let's do it all again next week. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.